0: Call to order. Oh, uh, first off, call to order. Uh, I'm gonna. I'm gonna call the motion.
1: Uh, I'll second the motion.
0: Okay. I think we actually have a meeting. Oh, excellent! Great. Let's see if we have quorum. Um, uh, first off, attendance. Carl uh, Barzoom. Carl Barsoom. Karl
1: Barsoom? Uh, I don't see a Carl Barzoom here.
0: Um. At, at, so you're not a... You are...
1: You know what? I actually made a name tag for this week. Excellent. There you go. <laughs> Very
0: good. Very good. So... Pa- Paul Duchenne. Okay, I'll put you in there. Thank you. You should, you should, like, maybe talk to me before the meeting, so I have you on Oh, that,
1: sure. Okay. okay. Yeah. Okay. No, next so, time.
0: Because Carl Bar... That's clearly a really bad misspelling of your name. Yeah. yeah. So... Okay, Carl Barsoom, and we have Alien Foreman. Alien foreman? No,
1: there's no alien foreman here.
0: I think I misspelled my name. Again? It should be Aiden Morgan. Okay. Okay, very, very sorry, everybody. I do feel like an alien foreman sometimes, like I'm from somewhere else, and I'm heading up a really big construction project, so it kind of works. Are you doing a good job? I I think people tell me I do a great job. For being an alien, I'm doing a great job. Awesome. Even though I have tentacles, I've really thought this through. As you can
1: tell, think with tentacles. How many tools you can operate at the same time?
0: I only have one tentacle. <laughs> oh so, dear! So I, so I can't really so I manipulate that I mean, Just one tool. So. Okay. Anyway, so uh, so are we? I don't think we have quorum, but we'll uh, we'll we'll carry on anyway. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Okay. No, no decisions will be binding, but uh, we will have our meeting anyways.
0: Exactly. So I think first up we have uh, we have an improvement vector. In basement, uh, with us tonight. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: This is an exciting improvement factor. I-
0: exactly. Uh, Although oh, yeah. all
1: improvement factors are exciting.
0: It, it, that's true, but this is particularly exciting. Yeah. This is this is uh, Bell Plain, our our Queens our QCIB improvement vector of the
2: week. Uh, hello, Bell. Hello. How are you? I'm great. I'm uh, I'm happy to be at the meeting tonight. That's yeah, good. Thanks for coming. Yeah. Did you bring snacks? We don't have budget. Oh no, no snack. There's water though from the cooler. It's, okay, it's uh, chilled. It, I, is there is, a donation box for that?
0: It's on your honor, but Fair. yeah, it's. Well, sometimes
1: good. we raid the food bank bin on yes. our way in, <laughs> 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 I just to get through the day. We,
0: we've eaten quite a lot of like canned pumpkin mix. Yeah. Such. Yeah. Well.
1: Yeah.
0: That sounds needy. Mm-hmm.
2: That's 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 where we are
0: so so tell us tell us a little bit about yourself for a start
2: oh well I I'm a, a singer songwriter from Regina, and uh, I play a type of music sometimes as jazz sometimes as folk sometimes as country um and uh and I've been in the city for about five years. I play with a band uh which it's very confusing because I'm Belle Plaine, but sometimes people think the band is Belle Plaine. Mm. Uh, so, you know, this is, it's a name. there's name trouble there. Uh, but I played with the Lazy MKs when they were a thing in the city, cool. my, my favorite faves. And uh, I play with Blake Berglund a lot these days. Right, I tour. Right now I'm just hanging in the Queen City, which is wonderful.
0: I'm thinking he's going to cha- have to change his name if he keeps playing with you. I'm thinking to Grand
2: Cooley. Grand Coulee—that's yes. good. Or There's Pilot also Beach. Pilot Butte. Yes. No.
0: no. <laughs> <laughs> I have a feeling this is a joke you've heard before. Yeah, it
2: yeah. is. But I tried to make it fresh.
0: Yeah. I, I do have some questions about your name, though. Please. You may you may be aware of this, but there is actually a village near the city with the name of Bell Plain. True. And so, wh- I have a couple of couple of hypotheses as to how you came to have the name Bell Plain. Blame on me. Um, my work, my working hypothesis right now, and probably the probably the best one, is that you were actually found on Christmas Day as a foundling in in the middle of the of the village, and the entire village adopted you, and called you Belle Plaine.
2: <laughs> you flabbergasted me. I wish that was the story. It's a wonderful fairy tale. Oh, uh,
0: well, the other one is that you are actually a spy and that uh, that you were named that by your KGB or perhaps Iceland intelligence uh, handlers thinking that it would help you blend in so that's that's close to the bone there that's uh, yeah I I, I don't want to blow your cover yeah I can't so talk easily. anymore um, I like the first one but, better
2: uh, me too I actually rather like yeah. that one how
0: how did you how did you come by the name Bell playing? um
2: well my name is melanie Hankowicz. um Which is a great Ukrainian last name Uh, And I thought This is the irony of it really I thought that if I gave myself a stage name People wouldn't One, be troubled to spell my name correctly Because it would be easier Um, And two, that it would in fact Be spelled more correctly Than my last name was And frankly my first name Um, But that's not the case Um, People spell Bellplane wrong like (laughs) Constantly So I did not dodge that bullet Uh, But I was looking for a stage name, and I'd sort of tried on different names, just like amongst my friends. Um, I wish I'd written some of those down, because I don't remember what they were. I remember one was, like, named after a sink. There was, like, a Queen Steel or something, and somebody said that, and and they scrunched up their nose when I told them. Anyway.
1: So you don't hand out names to your band members if they join?
2: (laughs) You'll henceforth be known as yeah. Queen Steel. <laughs> um Yeah, so what really the the simple thing was was that I was driving home from a gig um with an old expat, Dave Lang. Some listeners might oh. remember that name. Yes, yes, uh we were we were doing some recording in Swift Current. I was driving home from that with a friend. We drove through Bell Plain. Uh, and in a moment, I thought that that would be good. It's, you know, that old tradition of stealing the name of a place you're not from Chicago, Boston, looking at you. Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. So,
0: but have you thought about some of the more perhaps dire consequences of naming yourself after a, a village? Uh, for example, I mean the, the confusion and suffering of people who hear that Bell plane is going on tour, and they're like, oh, "I don't, I, 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 have a life I here. I don't backed. want to go on t- <laughs> tour. I have a
2: job." <laughs> I guess we'll cross that uh, cross that road when we come to it. Well,
0: I have, I have, I feel uh, I owe a duty to uh, to other municipal like entities, so I have actually contacted them. Well, I've tried. There is no improvement bureau there. Uh, as In Bell here. Plain, really? In, the, the Bell Plain Improvement Bureau, apparently, uh, either they're very secretive or they don't exist.
2: They might but need no improvement.
0: That's possible. Although that's, frankly, a bizarre idea, <laughs> because yeah. everything needs improvement. That's, that's, I don't know what we'd do if we, we're improving things continually. So, so, but anyway, so if they send you a cease and desist letter, uh, uh,
2: that's, that's just the consequence. Have you, have right. you ever met...
1: Yeah. Like the burger of plain the the mayor. No, no,
2: no. Um, I feel shameful that I haven't. I honestly, because I do get asked that a lot. I, I like. I felt now. I feel like I sort of need to justify my choice. <laughs> I don't know if I should or not. <laughs>
0: Perhaps we could steer away from, from so interrogating, interrogating
2: you. <laughs> interrogating, <laughs> interrogating you on, on your name. Well, all right, all right. I am a spy, but that's okay.
1: <laughs> so how's the music biz going?
2: Music biz is good. Yeah. Um it's it's on a kind of a different in an, in a different place. Um the way that my career kind of developed was that I thought I would go on tour, like go on tour, have an album and uh just kind of go for it and go for as long as I could and then find somebody that wanted to uh, help me out and do great things with me like book tours and that sort of thing (laughs) we're getting an improvement that's okay we are improving slowly with phone calls it's too hard to ignore this is happening but we are answering phones live tonight. It's, it's, <laughs> Don't call in.
0: Crazy action. Yes, we're not a call-in show. <laughs> somebody just called in,
1: but we are not.
0: That was very
2: strange. In.
1: That was so <laughs> exciting. I had no idea what to do. The phone never rings down here.
0: I know. Like
1: <laughs> nobody, not, not even like the
0: first floor, that you've, like anybody in the offices calls us. They haven't called us in probably about a year and a half. Yeah.
1: No. No. And it was somebody calling in, uh, asking for a song that he heard uh, on the radio. I don't know why right. he would call us. We're, we're it, on this it sounded station, like we were
0: playing actually. songs. No, this is, I mean, this, is, this is the basement. It wasn't downstairs. Counselor Flagle. It wasn't Counselor Flagle. No, it wasn't Counselor okay. Flagle. Perhaps we could like take that into a list of things we could improve. Oh,
2: yeah. So, yeah. Right. So, so, music business. Music business, It's yeah. good. Yeah, right now we're off tour, and uh, I'm going to write some new tunes. I'm actually going to stay home. I've been saying I'm going to write some new tunes for so long, but I'm actually going to stay home for... Like months at a time uh, on purpose to write music which is like a first for me. So that's that's the business right now.
0: Cool. What's
2: yeah. your what is it what is actually when you write songs? I mean, what's your process? I like don't know. Say? It's oh. such a mystery. I don't have an answer. Like I I I only have two albums and they sort of happened by accident and then I started touring so relentlessly and collaborating with the MKs and collaborating with Blake and recently with Coulter Wall and it's just like, it's sort of, all of the writing felt like an accident um, or just like a part of traveling and so to to actually sit down and create something all at once is a really scary thing but that's what I'm going to do for the next couple months. Um, is just make stuff. <laughs> I don't know what that will be like. <laughs> oh no,
0: we're, we're looking forward to it. Uh, apparently, you actually have some uh, have some music for us. This yeah,
2: evening. I brought I brought two tunes, and I think we'll probably do the one with Blake first. We made a a video in Regina, uh, talking to R- the people of Regina. What do we call ourselves again? Regi- Reg- Reginoids. 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 Oh, I like yeah. that even better. Is that? Wow. I'm pretty sure that's
1: yeah. it. I think it's in the Constitution.
2: Cool. Well, yeah. you guys would know. Well, I think we're Reginarians. Reginarians. That might be it. Yeah. Yeah, it's hard to say. That's good, too. Well, anyway, we talked to those guys uh, and asked them what they thought of the song. You can watch the video online. But this is a song that my friend Zach wrote, uh, and it's called Town to Town. Excellent. Oh. I will play that right now. Well, let's hear it.
0: It was bell Plane and you're listening to us on ninety-one point three FM C J T R, Regina's Community Radio Station. Uh which we have to say because apparently that's part of our uh, part of Memo EX ten sixty three and we have to broadcast. So there
1: you go. So um, so um I hear you have a story about littering.
2: I got a story about that's, littering.
1: That's why you're here today, really.
2: Well, I yeah, came to headquarters to let you know. Um yeah, I I was walking downtown, it was this was last week and um walking to yoga. I'm very privileged that I get to go to yoga and sort of just letting my mind wander. And I got up about by the hotel Sask and saw a door open and close and what caught my eye was like like the person got into their vehicle and then the door opened and then something flew out of it and then the door closed again. And I was within about a car length and so I walked up, and it was two pieces of litter that this person had deemed unworthy of being in their car.
1: Can you say what they were?
2: <laughs> this is the funny thing: is they were it was just like balled up food wrappers. Like they weren't even dirty; they were just like just unwanted. Anyway, so they came out of the car, and I got beside the the is white Jeep uh, and uh, picked up this litter and knocked on the window and was like smiling and sort of waving and holding this these two items and this woman inside very like i don't know she's, she seemed like a like she's like nice person i don't know um she um she opened the door and i said uh, you dropped these and she looked at me and took the two pieces of litter and uh said you no know, like it's okay i don't want them And I was like, oh, thinking, yeah, I know. Uh, And what I said to her was, they're yours. Uh, And then at that point, this is where the rubber hits the road in the story. I, I just, like, went to push on her door so it would close. Like, we're done. And her hand was still on the door which is understandable. So we had this moment, very insignificant moment of brief struggle where we were both pushing on the same object. But like, you know, that was the point where everything kind of got charged and I took my hand off the door and walked away. And she yelled at me. I turned around and she said, "You better walk fast" and then called me an expletive. And I turned around and was it was hilarious I'd, and was laughing at her. And she threw the garbage out and she closed the door on her Jeep and she flipped me the bird as she was speeding away. <laughs> and, and I walked towards her vehicle as this was happening. and picked up the litter and I just waved at her while I was laughing because that was a, an abrupt acceleration of um, of the situation. So that is what happens if you take a stance on litter. Don't push the door closed. That's my tip. Don't make contact with the perpetrator. Something I should have learned early on. Yeah. But I I'm a changed woman. Did you toss the litter after this? I picked it up and I threw it in the garbage. Right. Like I said, it wasn't even dirty. I didn't even mind picking it up. Like it was just the, you know, like you know better than it's that. Rude.
1: Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm betting she had like Ontario plates.
2: I you know what I didn't look. I just assumed okay. she was from here. Uh, yeah. But I didn't. I didn't get her license plate.
0: <laughs> that's bad because yeah, we could we could have like shamed her by reciting her license plate on the air. We, or could, she's have, probably we could have right sent her now. junk
2: mail oh. for the rest of her life Ooh. in a twist. Ooh. That, Ooh. That,
0: would twist. that would be great. <laughs> but I think. But as Paul said, we have we have a pretty huge listenership. Uh, so so we're told. Um, mm. So I I'm, so I'm pretty sure that she's listening right now, and well, she might phone in. So.
2: <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't go well. Anyway, that's it. That's 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 my stance on litter. It's not cool, don't do it.
1: If only we could pass like a bylaw or mm-hmm. something. If there's some way we could. <laughs> i, I think this a rule, put it, put some commercials on the air. And we already have like so many garbage cans in the
0: downtown area already. I mean, what are we are we gonna put in more? I mean <laughs>
2: that's that's not gonna help. It's a garbage can next to each parking meter, just Convenience,
0: Exactly. What well, we need are civic-minded people uh, instead of garbage cans who will who actually go around and, and do what you do. Confront litter on yeah. the street.
2: That's yeah, what need, I
0: do. We need yeah. to up, up these little litter confrontation
2: game. You get a badge.
1: So do you think this will end up in a song?
2: I, you know what? I don't know. This, I, I'll jot it down. There's a few things. I've been keeping a list, you know, kind of getting be, ready. This,
1: this could be like the, the foundation of like a concept album.
2: I don't know if I go that far, but it might like make a, a line like a
0: you like a, <laughs> like a three-disc like three vinyl. <laughs> yeah, just yeah, yeah. blow it out of the water. Just like just you'll be like bell Plaine's like Prague masterpiece. my oh, yeah. God, okay, it's that. getting better. The it's whole like pushing better.
1: on the door, the back and forth would be like this, like extended guitar solo. Yeah.
0: yeah,
2: yeah. I think I think
0: the rest of your band would be
2: into this. Yeah, you guys so, are selling it. Yeah, it's I good. Like it. Yeah. Okay, I'll think about it. If and it makes can, in with all the other strange things. And then in the liner us. notes, you could have the
1: whole story of how you were like, you were a foundling in the center of Bell playing.
2: <laughs> no, no, no. I'm a spy. Paul, keep up.
0: Okay. Um, <laughs> long story short, we should probably be your managers because I think we've really got a lock on. You've got vision. And,
2: yeah. 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 What's important is to see the road ahead, you know, that no one else does. So I think you guys mm. got it. I think yeah. we'll,
1: get you, we'll, we'll get out we'll of will basement someday. We'll sign some papers. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: it's actually been a couple of months since I've left this basement <laughs> yeah. I, I lost the key so, and the security guards won't let me out So
1: so you mislight the lights? Yes Oh darn, <laughs> they lit them It's so bright upstairs So you have a new album coming out?
2: I have a new album, March 4th, 2016 It's yeah. very exciting It was recorded at the Artesian It was live It was with uh, a band who for the night was called The Unrequited Love because it was Valentine's Day and we wanted something for people to go to that was cynical, so I provided that. Uh, but it was a good night. It was nice. People actually came on dates to the nice. show.
1: Was it all new music?
2: Uh, there was some new music, there was some new covers, there was some older stuff. The point of the album was that just with all of the, the different ways that I play music and the different players that I play music with, it really changes what i do um which i love and i feel very privileged to be able to do that to sing a jazz show and to sing a country show and to sing at a rodeo and to sing um at a folk festival and like it's i'm so lucky um so we wanted to do a live show where we do what we do in a live show which is play all of those genres as as we do and that's what that was what the point was was to give somebody that. So if they hadn't seen a show or if we had to explain ourselves to someone, we could just say, listen, and then you will know.
1: And it was recorded in one take.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Live impressive. one mm-hmm. take. Um, yeah. it was just, it was the way we played the songs that night. Yeah. yeah. It's really fun. It was a lot of fun to mix, to hear what people were doing. Um, cause you're in it too, when you're live, you're not like you're listening to everybody, but you're not like really honed in on what they're doing as a singular unit and that was really cool to be a part of that. Like I feel like I got to know the players in a way that I didn't know them before we went on stage. So yeah. Hmm. It's been a fun project. It's been a lot of work. I thought it'd be so easy to record a live album and just like bam it's out and it was not like that at all. But totally worth it. Totally great.
1: Yeah, what was the name of the album? Uh, you may have said it, but I'm still like rattled. By I don't
2: think phone I call. did. The band is called the Unrequited Love. Thus, I called the album the Unrequited Love. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Who? Who else
0: plays on? Who's the band?
2: Who's the band? Yeah. There's Jeremy Sauer, my regular piano player. Uh, Accordion player, banjo, etc. He's our Swiss Army knife. Elizabeth Curry, who plays upright bass and also sings. Anna Rose, who uh, I met through the Lazy MKs Boys um, and who is like the secret weapon on the album. Uh, Chris Slightholm, who has Snake River. He was part of the Lonesome Weekends. Um, wonderful. He, he plays electric guitar. Um, and then the drummer is Tyler Hammer. Also, the Lazy MKs, um, and such a such a great friend. Uh, And then we've got two guys from Pile of Bones Brass Band, Shaney Lambert and Carl Vallejo. That's a
1: huge band.
2: Yeah, it's so fun. They're so great. Uh, And we played everything. We played some songs with the whole band. Then we, uh, for the show, broke down to. I didn't do anything solo, but I did duo pieces so one with jeremy and one with beth because like all of those things were relevant there's all these different incarnations of how we play together as musicians and so that was all represented yeah yeah
1: so do you have any christmas shows coming up that we should let people know about
2: yeah actually we do um blake and i are playing on the on december 11th at swatch guitars i think that starts at eight I'm not sure. I should have checked the time. Check their website for details. Um, <laughs> and I'm playing at the Double Tree uh, with, like, as we were talking about different genres, I play the Double Tree with a group called The Project, who are these, like, great jazz players that just hang out one night a week and play for free in the lounge of the Double Tree. Mm-hmm. And sometimes yes. I sing with them. We sing a bunch of jazz stuff. So we'll probably do some Christmas stuff. We mm-hmm. haven't really talked about it yet. Sometimes we just don't rehearse. It's jazz. <laughs> and, then, um, and then this that same day, so December 11th at the Double Tree, December 11th at Sauchin Guitars. You can come to both because I will be at both. They are not pre-taped. And you can just give people rides back and forth. They could use my car. I don't know if I can give them rides. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Cool. So... Uh,
0: so thank you very much for, for appearing on, on the show and being a, an improvement vector. And we'd like to present you with a certificate of improvement. Oh, excellent. What have I done?
1: Well, uh, you picked up that litter. <laughs> yes.
2: <laughs> oh, this That's all is wonderful. Yeah. That's all it takes. Yeah, so. uh, the star is so happy about the football. I, I know. It's a good... I'll, I'll, people can't see... Well, they can't hear what I'm seeing, so I'll I'll take a picture of this. Put it online.
0: <laughs> we will do the same thing. Yeah. Um, that logo actually cost the city uh, approximately forty thousand dollars. We uh, we had a crowd. We hired a consultant to crowdsourced it to a group of eight-year-old kids. So how did they feel about it? They, I think, they love it. Um, yeah. they, when we sent it upstairs, we heard a lot of noise and uh, and some cursing, um, which I think was cursing of like enthusiasm. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. And we get we got sent like some thank you macaroni art.
2: So, or no, wait, oh. it meant it
1: just been macaroni. I, th- I thought it was like do-it-yourself macaroni art. It could have art?
2: been from the food bank.
1: Uh, yeah. I, I ate
0: the art. Oh. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was tasty. I didn't have any, uh, any cream, but, you know, what mm. I made do. So we make do here.
1: So. All right, we should move on with the agenda. Yes. Yeah, so next up is Innovative Revenue Tools.
0: Yes, and I was inspired, actually. Uh, I was watching uh, the um, carrie Ann Moss and Cannery's docudrama uh, from the late 90s, uh, and it turns out that a lot of American cities have been uh, replacing their physical infrastructure with a matrix, a gigantic virtual reality engine, and really? they just plug people in like pods. This but is The brilliant. docudrama is actually called The Matrix, Mm-hmm. Uh, so I thought, I mean, there's a substantial capital outlay to start with. But once you have those costs done, uh, you just, we can just plug people in. And, you know, they actually power the system by turning people into kind of like batteries. Really? Yeah. And life from the movie, uh looked like life in the Matrix was great. Yeah? Yeah, and some people could go in the Matrix, do kung fu, basically you could do anything you wanted. I I don't see why we can't adopt this here. So,
1: really, it's just like an initial capital outlay for, like, the plug-in stations. Right. But then after that, we'd never have to build roads again.
0: It's like an electric car, only people. Okay. Electric people. Right. Uh, The only downside is that there's always a small group of people who have to run the whole thing. Uh, So, Keanu Reeves in the movie actually was recruited to be a maintenance worker. For, oh really? For the Matrix, okay, uh, with Lawrence Fishburne and Carrie Anne Moss. Right. Uh, so does that
1: involve a lot of mopping?
0: There was some mopping and a lot of riding around in a ship and eating loppy food. I wouldn't recommend it, but really? you know the, we, those people are probably compensated really
1: handsomely. See, you know the thing that worries me here is that you just know how this will work out. We'll wind up being the maintenance people for the Matrix.
0: I think I think that would be an honor, and you know they could put us in every so often, where um, we could do our kung fu. Okay. And ride helicopters. I th- uh, Frankly, I think this is a great deal for everyone.
1: I think so. I think so. The, the amount of money that we'll save on roads, infrastructure, and uh, uh, all other kinds of infrastructure. Yeah. Uh,
0: unfortunately, no real restaurants, but there'll be great ones in the Matrix.
1: Okay. So, yeah. I'd say I'd write up a, a memo to send upstairs, but maybe I'll just imagine one really hard.
0: Yes. That should yeah. work. And eventually it'll come true. Because
1: we might already
0: be in the Matrix. We don't know.
1: Okay, well, on that note, I think we'll have to move on to the other uh, other innovative revenue tools. And we're back. Hello? Yeah, we're yeah. totally back. We are that back. Worked. We are back. I, I really enjoyed those innovative revenue tools. Yeah, they were, they were particularly good and innovative this time.
0: They're not as innovative as my virtual reality machine.
1: No, I think few things are. I, I agree. Yeah. Okay. So, All right, so uh, next up is Outstanding Improvements. Ooh. Yeah. Um, I see on the agenda that uh, I have an item here called Box Stores Are Awesome Because Christmas? That, uh, I believe I wrote that down last night. Okay. <laughs>
0: yeah, well,
1: out. I guess there are things, like Christmassy things and storey things, because it is the box store season now. hmm And uh, where, you know, this is like the one time of the year where a box store parking lot actually stands a chance to fill up. Yes. Normally they just like they they stand empty. There's nobody in them. And uh recently City Hall uh has you know essentially approved uh an expansion to the uh the box store territory to the east of the city. Um so the the the, the many miles of box stores out on Quantz Road will extend uh, Victoria will like head out to I think it's called like Tower Crossing is the name. And it will be, um, it's part of the new lands that have been annexed. And this will be, you know, the, the primary purpose for it will be for large-scale retail, as I understand it. So it'll be even boxier. Boxier, bigger, better, Ooh, more of it. Will there
0: be a gateway from the, from the east? Yes, there nice. will be a
1: gateway, exactly. Perfect. So we'll have a gateway, and then box store, box store, box store, box store, and then city.
0: And then probably more box stores.
1: And then probably a few more box stores. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah.
0: I think there'll be when, when they're done. There'll be at least three or four other houses that are city. Yeah. And yeah. Okay. Fair yeah. enough. Yeah.
1: And I think you know it's it's Christmas. We we need to like focus on the positive. And uh, since we're going to be spending so much time in box stores, I understand you have um, something for us.
0: Well, it was actually a dream that I had. Oh really? Uh, but it was it was a such a coherent dream, uh, and it was so Christmassy. And box story ish that I, I felt the need to share uh, because this is we 're getting on to christmas so uh, but in in the dream, I, I dreamt that I was in my living room, which was also because this is a dream was also the supply closet off the boiler room in the basement here, which actually is where i 've been living for a few months <laughs> uh, because I, I, I was evicted from my actual apartment, um, but also in the dream, it was a supply closet off a boiler room in the basement of the Best Buy on the East End. So you see it's complicated, but you're you're getting you're getting the drift, and you were there, except you were also a best buy employee oh really yes well I've I, always
1: dreamed of being a best buy employee and
0: i I've dreamed that you were a best buy employee too, yeah
1: um,
0: and I also dreamed that you were my only friend, which is also true. i don't really get out much, uh, and you brought me food and brand name electronics at like a really deep discount so i I was very happy in the dream, um but then one day. Uh, you came down to the basement, you told me you were being laid off because the city had failed to build a sufficiently attractive gateway in the east. Also, the retail stores had failed to get get uh, sufficiently sort of like excellent uh, tax breaks from the city, so everyone was being laid off and you were being laid off the The city itself was probably shutting down without the box stores. And mobs of unemployed were taking over and moving into these now-defunct stores. Uh, and then you said, now we're looking to start a new civilization, Aiden, and would you like to come up from the basement and be our leader? And you didn't explain why you wouldn't be the leader and what your role was, but dreams. They're, they're weird. We all know it. Anyway, so I emerged from the basement. <laughs> Everybody following along? So far? Yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. with you. Excellent. Uh, I emerged from the basement. And uh, came up into the big box stores and found that people were already living there. They built makeshift tunnels and bridges to cross the massive, like, asphalt wasteland. Uh, and we settled into a routine uh, living there. we making crafts from the supplies at Michael's. We took care of the animals at Petland and PetSmart. Uh, we mailed out frequent letters from, uh, from Staples. And we enjoyed this quality DVDs and Blu-rays from Best Buy in the evening. Uh, many of us slung hammocks from the rafters of Costco. And we sort of wild away our evenings there, the creak of shopping carts below, and the twittering of birds that had started building nests in the roof there. Uh, It was ideal until uh, one day the rest of the city showed up for a holiday shopping madness binge. And they raided our stores, took all the pallets of goods away with them, chanting Xmas deals and leaving us with nothing but bottles of nutmeg, which we consumed in order to get righteously high. (laughs) But we also got very sick. So anyway, I woke up from the dream and uh-huh. I was amazed at how uh how lifelike and real it seemed but i re- when I saw the the boiler room, I realized it all being a dream, but then I also realized that uh, I was covered in like expired deli meats from Costco
1: <laughs> so what What did you learn from from this story
0: uh, I learned that you probably shouldn't uh like consume a whole bottle of nutmeg. Okay. Cuz it it does not work like uh like Willie told me it would from uh, when I was 8 years or in grade 8. So,
1: yeah. Wow. Um I want to make that story a an annual feature. Did on you the book? Queen City Improvement <laughs> Bureau? I, I it's think, so heartwarming. It is
2: your
0: Dave's Turkey. Yeah. Oh, I think I think so yeah, it's, it's our it's our Stuart McLean uh, mm, story. Yeah. Do we have Christmas music playing underneath that i wish we did next year okay next year for the clip show i was i was imagining christmas music (laughs) in my heart as as i was talking so
1: yeah that's wonderful thank you yeah i you know it's i i would just love to be a best buy best boy
2: (laughs) (laughs) you get a bow tie
1: yeah i'm gonna apply i think
2: there actually
0: there, there actually was a A flash mob. Um, This was a few years ago um, that actually showed up at a Best Buy and dressed not in the uniform specifically, but they had khakis, khaki pants and, and sort of blue polo tops and they sort of wandered around the store saying, can we help you to people uh, not actually saying they were from Best Buy, but just being helpful, and they thought there was some kind of like terrorist attack going on. Cops showed up, the store shut down. The manager apparently freaked out, said there are people impersonating Best Buy employees here. So, wow. Yeah, I thought I thought that was I thought that was my favorite Best Buy story
2: ever.
1: Yeah
2: may have been an error in judgment on the flash mob's part. I think so. It is a little suspicious.
0: It is It is a little odd, and it's probably, this is probably not the time to be, like, doing strange things in retail outlets, to be honest. Yeah,
2: well, yeah. and doing unconventional things, like having enough staff <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> in a busy store. <laughs> Wait a minute. There's, the staff seems to be helpful. They can't be actual staff. They're so friendly. <laughs> Something's got to be going on. <laughs> oh.
1: what else have we got on the uh, on the Um, the agenda? Oh, well, uh, yesterday, uh, December 2nd, there was the public open house. This is a big improvement for the city. Uh, It's the uh, Regina Revitalization Initiatives uh, Phase 2, the rail yard renewal project. Uh, Last night they had their first um, public engagement session uh, where they sort of showed off their uh, plans for uh, their plans, basically. They... um, the consultation is beginning now. The consultants have been hired, and they were out looking for input on what people want with this. So the, um, the rail yards are the lands just north of downtown, which are currently occupied by railway. Mm-hmm. Uh, it used to be the city's intermodal facility, but that's been moved out to the uh, Global Transportation Hub. So the city was hoping to buy this land off of CP and convert it into a new downtown neighborhood. Uh, this all started in 2011. The plan was to, you know, tear up the railway track and put the new stadium there. So we'd have a stadium right on the right. cusp of downtown. Uh, unfortunately, CP decided not to sell the entire rail yards. They only sold a portion of it. Um, so instead of getting 33 acres, which was the original plan, we only got 17.5. So we—that's why we've moved the stadium to Everest Place because we didn't have enough space north of downtown for this. They
0: were—they weren't willing to squeeze the stadium onto seventeen acres.
1: No, and apparently you can't—you can't like play on a smaller but taller <laughs> field football. So you can't do like three-dimensional football. Yeah, no, I, I you know, something sort of like Vulcan, um, that like on multiple layers where you
2: a game changer.
1: It would have been a game you know, changer. Literally. But it would have been um, innovative. And Definitely. it would have set us apart from the rest of the CFL.
2: Definitely. And challenged yeah. the other, you know, teams exactly. to adapt. Exactly. Exactly. Anyway.
0: The, the Riders would probably win every home game. Uh-huh. <laughs> Maybe. You, you know, they, they're really
1: good. They're really good at actually losing games anyway, despite, despite advantages. But... When if they could come here not even knowing the the rules and still beat us? Is that what you're saying?
0: <laughs> yeah, but they would have to at least be awake or something, okay. po- possibly.
1: So um, we've got this land. We've got these 17.5 acres, and they don't know what to do with it. Um, there was talk of putting and that's what last night was about, was basically you know, asking the reginans, reginoids, what they want to do with these 17.5 acres, Uh, there's, you know, there's talk of putting in residential, there's talk of putting in retail, maybe a new library, maybe a new performance space, some cinemas. Um, Mm. and the companies that they've hired, there's a company called Urban Strategies is involved, uh, WSP Group and, uh, Urbanics Consultants Limited and P3A Architecture are all like involved in putting this together with the city. Hmm. Um... The, uh, this was the first engagement session. Uh, the hope is to have three plans, uh, come out of this, like three pitches to the city should come out of this. That'll be brought back to the city at the end of April. They're thinking, uh, you know, maybe may, and then there'll be the next round where people get to say what they're looking for. Um, basically that's it. Like the, the, um, There's other projects like this around Canada, like Mm -hmm. the uh, arena area in Edmonton, like they're moving their arena, so they're going to be turning that land into a new neighborhood. There's also uh, Lansdowne Park in Ottawa that's been refurbished and residentials being put in there. Uh, And then like when you go back in time, there's the Forks in Winnipeg, which was once a rail yard by the river, and that's now been turned into this wonderful park and, you know, market space. Right. uh, I think the, the sort of key concerns that I like noticed from this were there's really no pen- pedestrian connection between the warehouse district, which is what this will be in, and the downtown.
0: No, I think any, any, any sort of plan that makes any sense or has any appeal will have to connect the downtown with, uh, with any sort of livable neighborhood area.
1: Yeah, there are the two pedestrian underpasses at Albert and Broad Street, but um, I don't think people like going underneath those.
0: No. I, I call them underpass Wonderlands because they're so attractive. Oh yeah. And and great to walk through. Yeah. Especially when it rains. <laughs> That's right. And and you're and it turns into like a great paddle boat adventure. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> I, I like to think of them as Pigeon World because really the pigeons rule that space and we are just mere interlopers. We're the aliens into these pigeon undergrounds.
0: I think so. I think you're yeah. right actually.
1: Yeah, but they did, they had, like, the, the, there were these mock-ups of what we could do with our underpasses where we put, like, multicolored lighting that would, like, run underneath the underpasses to make them more inviting. And I'm like, yeah, that is not going to survive six <laughs> months. No. That'll be graffitied over and smashed. Um, but, you know, when this project was first pitched, so this was pitched back in, the the idea to do stuff there was started in, like, 2011, 2012, and we're just getting to it now. Um uh, there was talk about making, you know, the, the pedestrian, a uh, pedestrian overpass that would be, you know, magnificent and extraordinary and, like, you know, a real impressive feature of our downtown. But it's going to cost a lot of money. So who knows if that will actually come, that'll actually come to fruition. Maybe they could take it out of the stadium uh,
0: money. They seem to be raising a lot of money for a stadium.
1: Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, maybe we'll need to uh, look into that. Uh the other, the other thing is that a lot of the districts that they were showing pictures of that were like this seemed awfully fancy. Like, especially like the neighborhood that's proposed for Edmonton, uh, you know, fancy towering skyscrapers with these gorgeous, you know, you know, floor to ceiling window office spaces. Um, I can't imagine, I can't imagine who would want to live there. So I think one of the things that people need to express about the rail yards is, what kind of space they want it to be, and how accessible to the general public do they mm-hmm. want? Do we want um, a forks, which you know is, you know, a meeting place for the city of Winnipeg, or do we want you know one of these you know glassy uh, Vancouver neighborhoods that are for like tech gurus and um, wealthy people that may as well be gated communities?
2: Do so, we do we have those people? I was just going to ask the same question: Is there like is there a critical mass
1: of tech gurus of
2: tech gurus? That live in glass skyscrapers. For I think if
1: you build it, they'll come. That's right. There
2: you go. All right. Yeah. yeah. Just hang a big sign saying "Tech Gurus." On right. that note, why don't we plant a cornfield and start oh. there? You know. Yeah, <laughs> I think go, go the full movie route.
1: Yeah. <laughs> cornfield <laughs> and hope for a baseball diamond.
2: <laughs> we are. We're building the stadium, so yeah, we need a cornfield in Regina. Yeah. Maybe at least Kevin Costner will show up. He's still around. Yeah. I believe it. If you plant it. If yeah you plant it will come yeah
1: oh, and as it turns out they were saying uh the the land there because it's been a rail yard there for so long everybody assumed that it was going to be you know just unusable uh, apparently it's not going to require that much uh, in, environmental remediation it's much right. the soil's much cleaner than it's they not expected not like a
2: gas station Right,
1: exactly. So it's not like a horrible, unusable, uh, forever uh, brown space. However, there will still be, like, the rail line still goes right past there. There's still, like, a turnaround of some kind. I don't exactly understand what the trains are doing there, but trains are still doing stuff there. So I don't exactly know, you know, how high end you can go when you have freight trains going past your window.
2: It's true, but then you've got neighborhoods like. Uh like the distillery district in toronto that is still mm. living amongst that kind of industry mm-hmm. and it's not like you know it's it's not a glassy skyscraper but i mean that's i mean it's more along the forks kind of idea that you're going in some ways mm-hmm. but you definitely i don't know yeah. it's I interesting mean, this is all news great current events yeah,
1: yeah. no we try <laughs> we,
0: we we do supply current events and actual substance along with letting me talk so oh.
2: talk about your dreams and your feelings <laughs> So we're here for you.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Last thing on the item is just, you know, note on your calendar, it's T minus four days to the budget, to the big budget debate at City Hall. So 530, December 7th, come on out, bring your sleeping bags. And uh, they're going to debate the budget. Will will there be
0: mead? Will will they combine it with a Bushwhackers like mead day?
1: You know, if they're listening... And maybe they'll. We do know that we can get like Oreo cookies from Counselor Murray. I don't know. That's. I don't know if that's like an open secret, but my yeah. counselor's
2: gonna have to up his game. Yeah. I know.
1: Oreo cookies and mead. To Calling to you out, out, Sean Fraser. Yeah.
0: We we call him a represent lot on the show.
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, I think the uh, like you know one of the things that I always look forward to with budget season is uh, the annual running of the Canadian Federation of Independent Business. Mm-hmm. where they come downtown and tell us all that we're mismanaging everything and we're spending too much money. And this year, they're going to be bolstered by a report that says that uh, the city of Virginia has been overspending to the tune of $554 million. Uh,
0: I just want to say on behalf of the Queen City Improvement Bureau, we're very sorry. But a decommissioned space shuttle is not going to come around very often. We we're going to put it down in uh, Scar Street Mall uh, to replace the old cable car that used to be there. Uh, but it turned out it was largely um, paper mache and there were uh, lots of rats living in it. So
1: we're, we're, we're working. It's a work in progress. Yeah, but that $554 million is on us. We It's, it's time well, we fessed up.
0: Well, not all of it. I mean... 550 million approximately. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's five, $4 million. that's that's their that's upstairs problem yeah. and they should be ashamed of themselves they for that should. Kind of overspending. spending.
1: And I'm sure the CFIB will take them to task over that. I so, think it will. Yeah. All right, those are the outstanding improvements for this week.
2: Very nice. Um
1: I understand we have a song we could play to end the show.
2: We do. It's from the live album. It was this is a new new track. I don't think it's been played anywhere. It was The first time we played it out in the big band. Now it's the first time we're playing it out on the radio. All right. Scoop. It's called Crashing Through. Okay. I will
1: try and make that go now.
3: Thank you very much. Thank you very much.
1: Okay. Thank you very much.
2: <laughs> you should have applause at the end of your shows.
1: <laughs> All right. So, outro time. Outro time. Yeah. Well, no, we've got to call for adjournment.
0: Well, we do. Yes. Uh, motion to adjourn the meeting.
1: I will second the motion.
0: OK. Uh, nobody actually moved, but that's OK. I'll move. Okay. This is this is working backwards in time. All That's right. Perfect. Backwards. That's okay. Thank you very much to everyone for listening in to the weekly broadcast of the Queen City Improvement Bureau playing on ninety one point three FM CJTR Ninety one point three. I said ninety one. Did you? Okay. I did. Uh, sometimes I say ninety three point one, but this time I'm saying ninety one point three. We would like to thank uh, Bell Plain, not the village, but the artist Bell Plain, by and Spy, uh, and Foundling, or maybe not, uh, Melanie Hankovich, uh, for appearing on the show and uh, playing some great music for us. Uh, also, thanks, of course, to Ryan Hill, a.k.a. Guidewire, for providing the theme music. Uh, you can find us on the web at uh, cjtr.ca or queencityib.com or on Twitter at QueenCityIB. Thanks very much, and keep on improving, Regina.